on that than if you were washing the dishes. It's, it's much more important to you to, you know, make sure you meditate and do this than to wash the dishes. You usually will speed through washing the dishes to get to the meditation. Yeah. So you see, there's a. So, uh, you know, I was busily doing that, and then uh, when I when that was seen to be when it just dawned on me very fast that that was bogus all of it yeah you get like what the fuck am I doing and then you really yeah and you just will sit with that you don't need to start doing something else just sit with you know because all the uh, you thought you were investing I did this is my experience I was investing time and effort to get out of something I was never in and while I was trying to get out of it I was producing its reality of being in more and more, which was a weird thing, you know? You felt like your best of intentions were doing the exact opposite, like we find out a lot in recovery. <laughs> so, it, and I've had many experiences afterwards about that, which I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite ones. I had a... Um, my stomach was bothering me since I was pretty much younger, you know? And then it got exasperated more and more by the accidents and all the antibiotics they give you, and it just destroys your stomach and everything. So my stomach was very uneasy all the time, pretty much all the time. And I was looking for relief. I was trying a lot of different things. And then I, I mean, a lot of different things, and nothing was really changing, you know? The hope that they were changing was there, but nothing, there was no real evidence that anything was happening. So um, I got to a point where there's this, there was this milk product that has the most beneficial flora in it. They sell it at Whole Foods, you know, or as we call it, Whole Paycheck. You know? <laughs> and it was like $42 for like 12 bottles of it, you know, pretty expensive. And you drink one, halfway, one a day, and puts in like 50 trillion of good things in your stomach. And so I did it religiously for about a year, you know, seriously. And I was doing, I was eating really well and this and that. And I decided, all right, well, and I heard about this place called Smoky Mountain Labs in Tennessee, which is supposedly the best lab in, uh, in checking your shit out, basically. So you, they, 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 they send a thing and then you check what they'd want to check, you know, what you want on the check, like parasites, this and that, and this. And then you take these samples and you package them and you send them there and you pay the money and then you get the results. So they send it back very, very extensive results. So I did it and I'm looking forward to hearing what it says. And so there's a statement, uh, signs of beneficial flora, 0%. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Zero percent, nada, zilch, nothing, zero percent. I've been pouring this stuff in me, trillions, where did they go? I didn't see them escape, you know, literally. So, and then, then they said there's these two bacteria in your system that are the ones that are probably bothering you, and they've been eating it up, all these things that you were putting in, so... I was feeding the problem like gourmet meals <laughs> for a year. I was catering their feasts every day. And I was under this expectation that I was doing something good. Yeah? 
that I'm trying to get better, but the exact opposite was being produced. They were becoming super bacteria. They were eating the highest level of whole food, you know, gourmet. They were eating better than I was, you know what I mean? <laughs> so when I got this, it, it sort of dawned on me, Jesus Christ, that's something I never really held to be true, that you know, a lot of things I'm doing to promote myself are actually doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And then, then it falls under that category of any life run on self-will will hardly be success. Yeah. No matter how noble and great you feel about it, it may produce the exact opposite results you were looking for. Yeah. Or, or usually no results. And so, this is a sort of a dilemma because if you're taking yourself to be you, yeah, and that's what you're being navigated by, and yet you see that it's a failed system, what's one to do? You know what I mean? What's one to do if it's a failed system, and the failed system isn't seen as a system, it's seen as you, yeah? then basically you're failed. Yeah. What would you probably do? Almost anything, really. Might as well get loaded. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the point? Yeah, I mean... So the difference between a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and a hopeless state of mind and body is huge. And the difference isn't in the hopeless state of mind and body, it's in the who's that who's seeing the hopeless state of mind and body. Where is the mind when it's seeing that state of alcoholism that can be seemingly hopeless, which means it can appear to be true or false to you? You can, when, when you're under it, it's appearing to be true. It's hopeless. So therefore, getting loaded no matter what is a freaking damn good idea. True to me, it was an appropriate response. I am screwed, so let's just try to forget it as much as I can. Yeah, I wasn't going to get unscrewed. Yeah, so I might as well forget it and just keep getting screwed. And in my case, until I parked in front of institution jails and death again. You know, because that's where I used to park all the time the last few years. So, the key is the word seemingly, though. It's such an important word, man. If you want to understand things, and you're using language, which are what your thoughts are appearing as, it's pretty damn important to sort of understand what things mean, because they're being broadcasted to a very receptive audience most of the time, because they're held as your thoughts. If it was just, hey, hey let's say, Al, and your name was Paul, you wouldn't listen to that radio station. You would turn the channel, you wouldn't buy the products that were being sold there, you wouldn't believe the news that was being broadcasted every hour on the hour. But all you need to do is not change the whole format of the station, just change the name of it. If it's called K. Paul, then it has a huge, huge influence. Why is that? It didn't revamp its format. It didn't get a better news commentator. It didn't do a damn thing. It didn't change the advertisements. They're the same advertisements. What happens is you're identified with its flagship. You're identified as Claude. Therefore, whatever seems to be about Claude, you're very, very interested in it. Yeah? Even though it's boring as hell, if you saw it as someone else's, you'll be incredibly enthralled by it still. You have to, you know, see it. Do the diagnosis. It's not the station is so freaking great, or it's not the movie that's so great. It's the audience that makes it great. The audience. That's where it changes, yeah? So, 
And how does it change? For me, it didn't change through the auspices of self trying to get out of self. Even in recovery, they say that's a failed mechanism. Self is never going to get out of self. Yeah? Clear statement. There's no exemptions. There's no but or if or this happens. It's just basically a simple, flat statement. Self cannot get out of self. So how would you, how could, what would, how would you express or explain or describe self trying to get out of self? All right, something that's recognized as as the source of our discomfort, yeah, in in AA parlance is called the small ass self, yeah. So what's the seems to be the source of our discomfort, the the thing that's agitating the mind, it's the basis of irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Yes? Okay. You get some pretty good glimpses of that a lot of times. And maybe you go, oh, that's self. Okay? That's fine and good. At that point it seems like a pretty appropriate diagnosis. But the dilemma is you're identified as a self. So it's going to be self that's going to claim the knowledge about self, which turns it into what? Self-knowledge, which they say in recovery, avails you nothing. It doesn't say knowledge avails you nothing. It says self-knowledge avails you nothing. A lot of knowledge is being introduced to you every freaking meeting. Every freaking day, there's knowledge or information being introduced to you. But it's usually being claimed by a mental process called selfing that takes that knowledge, uses it for its own benefit, benefit, and any threat to it, it gets redacted, so to speak. Yeah? You don't see it in the report. <laughs> yeah? You really don't. And the, you just don't. It's just big, the big dark spots, those pauses, is it's covering up what you really are. Yeah? <laughs> so... so the whole thing is, all right, now you have knowledge about self. Now you know why you're screwed. Now you know why things keep going the way they're going. Now you know why you feel irritable, restless, discontent. But it's not leading you out of it. It's actually worse when you know it with no escape. That's the whole premise of getting loaded. You don't want to know it because there's no escape. And that, I'm telling you, on one level, it works better than knowing it when there's no escape. Yeah. Our whole point of getting loaded was to get out of self. To get out of this thing we call self. We wanted relief. That's why most of us didn't have any great drive to get loaded when we were three and four years old. We had to grow into certain conditions that started to produce a very strong irritability, restlessness, and dis-ease. And that, uh, then that triggered in the system a solution to it, which was part of the problem. Like me taking all that freaking... You know, whatever that was. The expensive stuff from Whole Food. You know, the acidophilus. You know, super acidophilus. It was like me doing that. Yeah. But the whole thing, the way it's set up, it was, it was set up to fail. Because why? Self can't get out of self. So then how, what do I, what am I, I need to do? Do I need to hunker down and put up with all this shit without getting some relief, like getting loaded or acting out with my friend's wife or doing this or doing that? How, that makes no sense. I mean, I can watch so much HBO and Game of Thrones and Boardwalk Empire. I mean, it's going to run out. I'm going to be left with my own devices. Yeah? So then I'm watching Die Hard 8. You know what I mean? I hate Bruce Willis, but I, anything better than sitting with myself. Yeah? So, this, 
So now, the self obviously wants to get out of something. It's, it's calling that by hearing it at different settings and meetings or this or that, that that's it. The problem is self. I want to get out of it. But you don't see that the problem isn't self. It's identification as a self. Yeah? The identification as a self yeah, is what's going to motivate you trying to get out of self. Yeah? The self is going, to get tr- is going to try to get out of self, knowing full well that what you're trying to get out of, you'll never get out of what you really want to get out of, which is the identification of self. It will study self, it will meditate, it will do all this stuff, feeling quite comfortable because it's safe. The identification isn't touched by all the freaking shit you do. What all the stuff you'll do will just emphasize the doer, which is the identification of self. Yeah? So the self is striving in all these businesses to get out of self. It's doing quite well. Yeah? <laughs> it's got the perfect Petri dish because it's never looked at. It's spawning all of these situations, all these irritabilities, but you never find the source of it. You think you found the source. Oh, it's self, but it's self pointing at its, at its objectification of itself. Yeah? Oh, that's what I'm not. But I'm, I am this. No, this is what you're not. And then you'll lose interest in all of that. You won't use the same method. All right, I don't like it, I'm going to get out of it. You don't use that method anymore. It's like, oh, the reaction is I don't like it. Who sees that? Yeah. You start asking the subjective question. Yeah. Before I take off on my next expedition to get out of it, which never leave, I never leave the continent of self, <laughs> all these trips, this time I'm going to ask, who is it that ha- wants to get out of this? Yeah. So now this gets used for the relief from what's really bothering us. Yeah. All the evidence now, this knowledge avails us something, because it's, it's not used to emphasize the sense of self who knows the knowledge, it's going to be used to point to who is that? Yeah. Very, very, it's not a very, who is it? You know, it's just, who is it? Just a very entertaining thing. Just start seeing who is it that wants to get out of something. Who is it that believes it's in something? Who is it that thinks it's doing this action today? Who is it that thinks it was here yesterday and definitely going to be here tomorrow? Who is that? Is it you? Is it a substantial, long-lasting, independent, separate, independent and separate entity? Is that? Is it truly that? I'm not saying yes or no. Find out. It doesn't matter if I know. It matters if you know. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters that I know is this, is this meeting. That's it. Yeah? Then all the rest of the day is you know. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, not as self, yeah. But you start knowing the self, and like that guy Dogen, that Zen master from Japan, he said a lot more. But this one little statement begins with, "The study of Buddhism is to study the self." Yeah. All right. So this is in self in, in, in the identification of self. What would that be? It would be the study of self as the self that would turn into self knowledge. It would avail you nothing. But he say Buddhism. The whole thing of Buddhism is the study of self. And when you study the self, you'll forget the self. Yeah. Because if you study the self, you will see it's not you. Yeah. You won't see what you are, but you'll see what you're not. 
you'll maybe just hold it very loosely, just as a very mere, tiny little possibility. But that can germinate into a lot of interest and attention in this idea. Yeah, And then you start seeing that it's not, and now you're growing out of the idea of self, Yeah, but not out of a self, because it's only been an idea that casts you in that sense of identification. Yeah, and when the idea isn't entertained, you're now suddenly yourself, suddenly find yourself out of what you were never in. Yeah, and that doesn't take any time at all. You find yourself out of what you were never in. Instead of trying to get into what you've never been in, you're now going to get out of it by realizing you're not in it. It does. It sounds semantical, but it's definitely it's different. It's a much more refined. Uh, understanding. You realize you can never get out of an imaginary place, so then your efforts aren't going in that way anymore. Now you're just entertaining who the hell believes it's in the imaginary place. Well, guess what? The imaginary place is being attended to by an imaginary person. Yeah? The imaginary person gets a relevance or a hit of being real by making the imaginary place real. Yeah? So now, I'm in, an, I'm in a real place, and I'm the real person in it. Yeah? We're not going to try to dissuade you from the place. We're just going to question, is there a person there? Is there really a historical figure called Marilyn or anyone here? Yeah? Is there? I'm not saying yes or no. Find out. And even if you don't find out, if you start finding out, it will be usually matched with a traveling lighter as that seeming person. Yeah. You won't take self so seriously. And the most serious you can take is the idea of self is that it's you. You can't go past that for seriousness. I swear to God. You can make another person a higher power, but what higher power is that higher power appearing to? The self. Yeah. You're the enchilada of all enchiladas. The world revolves around you. Everything, the whole life is referring back to you. You don't even see life as happening. We don't even see life as happening anymore. We only interpret it as life's happening to me. Yeah. Now we call it August. August is happening to us now. And it feels different than what July was doing to me. <laughs> and I can't, I'm afraid of what September is going to do to me when it gets its hand on me. <laughs> Every Saturday I've been here, it's the same space of space. It's the same basic space. <laughs> that never deviates. It never changes. So less people come, more people come. I sit there, we go outside. It doesn't fucking matter. You can change the furniture and move everything around as much as you want, but the space is unmovable. That's the reality. Yeah? What's appearing in it isn't the reality. It, 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 the reality is lent to it by the space it's appearing in. Yeah? It doesn't have... Anything that bite you on the ass, you better check it out. They're probably your teeth marks on your own ass. Because if you follow it, if you follow the whole scheme of things, and you follow a simple... If you listen to this, you may believe it or not. If it hits you, follow it a little farther, yeah? You and I give everything all the meaning it has. Simple statement. 
It's not a pronouncement on any board. It's just a simple statement. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. Now, in The Course in Miracles, that's lesson two. And what you would do to, quote-unquote, practice it, for one day, every once in a while, very leisurely, you'd look around the room, and you would say to yourself, as you were looking randomly at things, I've given this all the meaning it has, let's say. Yeah? So you see it. I've given this all the meaning it has. This you, I give it the meaning of Z. Da, 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 da. Yeah? This, this, this. Ooh, much bigger meaning, but the same, same events going on. Yeah? And then the F, and maybe just see what happens. Just see what happens. Walk around, look at it. Yeah? Just do that. And what happens is a nice bitch slap will happen, a Zen bitch slap. Yes? And you'll be shocked into what? A semblance of awakeness. <laughs> and when you get shocked into awakeness, you'll realize what sleep is like. <laughs> you'll realize it. Yeah? You'll see. <laughs> not from the sleep, because that's a form of looking called self-centeredness. That's not seeing. You see the form of looking called self-centeredness. That's the seeing, yeah? So what's looking is what you're looking for. But what you're looking for is what's seeing, yeah? It's moving as a what's looking, but it's what's seeing, yeah? The dilemma is there's a you in there. So it's what's looking is what you are looking for. The you is what turns what's looking into looking for, you see? The what's looking moves through a you, and now it's suddenly looking for. What is it looking for? What's looking, yeah? But now it's looking in an ignorant way, and it can't make the adjustment because it thinks it's somewhere else or some other than what's looking. So it can't entertain that it's that. Yeah? So it's looking outside for what's looking. All the while, that's what's looking. Yeah? But it's an incredible logic. It's like no matter how many times you pick it up, if you are, if you are the uh, record holder that every time you put the needle up for the record, you'll put it back in the same groove, and you'll run into the same thing. It'll be thrown outside of yourself, and you'll be looking for it, and then you'll hear that statement, what's looking is what you're looking for. Ooh, I got it. But as immediately you start looking for the what's looking, because you, your mind, your mental condition, cannot accept that it is what's looking. Yeah? It has already an idea what it is, and it ain't what's looking. It's what's needing, it's what's having, it's what's getting, yes? It's what's owning, yeah? it's what's losing, it's what's getting depressed, it's what's getting disappointed. It has a lot of ideas of what it is, and one of them is not what's looking. <laughs> it's who's looking, and who's looking at the depression, and this, and that, and this, and that. It's incredible. Are you here? All right, so you bring it back to the first group, and it jumps right into, you're looking again for what's looking. And you can't seem to get the simple statement. What's looking is what you're looking for. Boom! Like, the thing, it's just like a skip so fast that you don't get it. And you're immediately into the point of objectifying what's, what you're looking for and taking you yourself as a false subject. All right, like this. Yeah? You can't know the truth. You're knowing from the truth. You can't know the truth. You're knowing from the truth. Yeah? You can't see the truth. You're looking from the truth. Yeah. You can't hear what's hearing. You can't see what's seeing. You can't feel what's feeling. You cannot taste what's tasting. Yeah? And you cannot smell what's smelling. You can't. You can smell everything fucking else, 
But you can't smell that. Yeah? Or like the one teacher would say, what's conceiving can't be conceived of. What's thinking can't be thought of. Yes? You see? It's meant to put a stop to the selfing. So the selfing stops. Yes? And then something may dawn on you. Instead of trying to have something happen to the self, or for the self, or as the self, you stop the so incessant obsession with the happening of self, and then you notice something that's never happened, and therefore is always happening. You start noticing what you're not noticing a second before. Yeah. And not that you did anything special, your mind just moved. It just moved out of a format of self-centeredness. Why? Because it looked back and said, hey, I may not be that. Why am I beholden to this point of view? Has it served me? Look at where I am. I'm on a Saturday morning, not basking in the sun of the Riviera, at a meeting with an ammonia-filled room in Marin City, with the hopes that somehow I'll, I'll feel a sense of lightness that I can capture and make my own, so and have it like a dog on a leash, so I can walk it around a lot. Yeah. It's like it's... You feel great at 10 in the morning. What about 10.02? Time is incessantly ringing your bell, isn't it? Got to do more. Got to do more. Another asana. Another reaching up higher. Got to lose some more weight. Got to do this. Got to do that. It's an, it's an incessant conveyor belt of slavery. Yeah? Really. People totally at peace, 9.03. Totally flipped out, 9.05. 906, they're on the phone calling you because they're flipped out. 910, they feel better, you don't hear back from them. <laughs> 911, whatever. You know what I mean? Where's there stability there? Oh, I had peace. Oh, man, great. <laughs> when? Oh, about three years ago. It was an August day. That's why I like August. It was August 1st. And I was just sitting there, and I felt so good. So every August rolls around, and then you have hope that that's going to happen, and then it passes, it hasn't. And then, you know, on and on. Well, let's wait for the next August. And go on. People say they tell talk about their quote-unquote, awakening experiences, people hear it, and they go to the place where it supposedly happened to the other person, try to wear the same clothing, had the same Starbucks, double-chipple cappuccino with cinnamon, <laughs> got there at the exact moment, and wait, expecting it's like a train that's going to come by and it's going to unload awakening on you. <laughs> this is the absurd lengths it's go to not to recognize it's what's looking. Yeah. I'm telling you, any reliance on that's going to jackpot you sooner or later. It's just waiting with a Cheshire grin because it has you. You're like a little mouse that thinks it's gotten away. It's just fucking swatting you around. You need a power greater than it. You may not feel like you're it, so you got to go to a, something you set up yourself, which is a higher power, as an intermediary. You go to that higher power that exhibits more power than the self. That's the only thing self or any power really, really respects is other power. It doesn't give a shit about nobility or 
morals or anything like that. It's just power. Yeah. So now you've got a power greater than self in your life, and you start having immunity to the to the effects of selfing. Yeah. Hope sooner or later it will lead to the point. Like for me, it was the higher power was this, and then it was like it's always available at all times, right where I am. You know, it was gotten more and more local and more and more unrequired and unspecified, but always available at all times, right where I am. So I would say that's probably what I am, <laughs> because what I'm not's not always available at all times. Forget it; it's very rarely available. <laughs> it's got bigger things to fry for tomorrow and stuff. <laughs> so here, so you see your evolution about a higher power changes, and it usually always ends up to right where you seem to be. Yeah, that's the only place it has any worth because you can talk yourself into thinking you're separate from what you are. You can easily based on what you do or don't do. You know, if I don't do these things, I'm separate from my higher power. Did the higher power proclaim that to you? You did. The requirements and all the conditions are on your side. And you're a fucking vindictive, little evil, parasitical God player. <laughs> Seriously. You would like, if you have a belief that you're wrong, you're going to really try to be right about it. <laughs> and it's going to get really dramatic out here. <laughs> you can be you can be right about how wrong you are. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this body. My whole body is scarred up. No person would ever do this to another person. <laughs> really. No person would run themselves over twice in one night. It just wouldn't usually happen. Even in like Palestine, maybe once, but they probably wouldn't back up again. Yeah. Maybe what you are now. <laughs> you gotta you gotta see you gotta see something, you know? That that sense, that sense of self, an aspect, the real aspect of self, hates the self. Hates the idea of you. Cannot live without it, but hates it. Yeah? And so it's willing to throw that under the bus, but it will always protect its own identity. So you will have a lot of knowledge about self, but it will be totally limited to self-knowledge, which will avail you nothing. Yeah? But, but I'm telling you, my hit on it is that it's not obsession with self. That's what the mind that's identified as a self does to reinforce the identification. The identification is quite flimsy. It doesn't have any real solidity, so it has to be reinforced constantly, or let's say like re-glued. Yeah? The obsessing with over you is the re-gluing. Yeah? Constantly thinking about you yesterday, about you tomorrow, that way you get a sense of being you now. That's how it does it. Yeah. That identification of self will obsess over the obsession with self. It will. It will use your trying to get out of obsession with self for two years, taking an intensive fucking $8,000 a month, whatever, super retreat, with guaranteed to be out of self after two years and probably on an August day. Yeah? So there you go, two years. That will be, can be construed quite easily by the identification of self as obsessions. The identification is getting built just as well as when you get totally into self as when you're trying to get out of self. It's both are building blocks for the identification. It doesn't care what you're doing, really. Yeah? The same voice that was talking to you when you were getting loaded is still the same voice talking to you after you've been sober. It didn't get interrupted at all. 
All it did was change its, its tact. You know, its strategies had to get reassembled. But it's doing the same thing it was doing that drove you to drink. Exact <laughs> same. Exactly the same. So the identification itself is very rarely seen. Yeah. So therefore, like Huang Po, this old master would say, in that situation, then mind is going to be used to get to find mind. And that's never going to work. In that situation, the Buddha, because you're not taking yourself to be the Buddha, but you are, is going to be used to seek the Buddha, which will not work. Yeah? Because the seeking of the Buddha will further denial of your own Buddhahood. You don't see it? You don't see the little trap that everyone falls into? Everyone falls into it. Because most of us are following the logic of a failed system, and these, these quote-unquote mistakes have been galvanized over thousands of years. And certain people came around and tried to point them out to us so that we could save some freaking time. Because inevitably, it's going to fail you. Why not let it fail you just through an understanding now instead of through lifelong experiences? Yes? Save yourself some time. Some people come here in recovery, there's an assumption that there's an option. They can drink. But in fact, you can't drink. Because if you do, the same shit's going to happen, but worse. No guarantee. Guarantee. But there's the assumption of having some power when you have no power. And then there's huge diatrops based from there, but it's on a false premise. If you don't stay sober, you're fucked. It's that simple. <laughs> You know what I mean? Any way you want to look at it, that's what that's how it is. Alright? Okay. Accept that. It makes it so much easier. Instead of going through these huge debates, oh, oh blah, 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 you know? Let it just be like it never happened. Just it's an end it, that story of your life is over. You've entered a whole new realm, yeah? That door that you were walking in out of all the time, addiction and stuff, it's now been plastered over like it was never there. It's a total, a total clear demarcation. It's a done deal. There's not even a, a, an efforting abstinence. You just don't think about it or care about it one iota. You never think about it. You never. It doesn't mean it's like it never existed. Yes, a lot of situations that are driving you crazy can be seen that way. The door will be shut. You don't regret the past to shut the door on it, but the door will be shut. Not by you, but it will be shut. And then you move on, yeah? To a much more relaxing way of life. It may not look so exciting, but I'll tell you, to me, most people's excitement is, is a form of boredom, really. Because they have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. This is the boredom that looks, that's the boredom that looks exciting, and this is the excitement that looks boring. You know? Oh, we just go to this meeting and we don't do anything. Yeah, hallelujah. Where else can you say that? Where else can you say that you went to a meeting and nothing happened? It's fucking great. Yeah? Usually we're always looking for something to happen. It's so great when you get disappointed. And you get you get broken off the addiction to something and then you start sucking the teeth of nothing. That's very rewarding. Yeah? Nothing is the gift that will keep on giving. All the somethings will fail. And nothing never fails. Because it's what? Not a something. <laughs> it doesn't have any quality something has. It doesn't have any of them. Yeah? So, that's the good news today. August 2nd. Hmm? <laughs> what? August 2nd, yeah. I should have delivered it August 1st. That's what we should have. We should have a big meeting every first of every month. All right.
Let's forget that this is August. <laughs> Does it feel just like July 31st? Well, yes. So, where's the change being exhibited? Nowhere. <laughs> but it feels like August. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's just an idea. It just feels like it always feels. <laughs> oh, but it's colder or warmer. Those are degrees of appearance. That's fucking nothing. You're missing the reality of it all. The reality is what never changes amongst all the changing. Our eye always goes to the things that change, and we give that relevance when we're, we're missing the changelessness of everything and not giving it any relevance. And then we wonder why we feel so upset and unhappy. We're not connected. We are, but we're seemingly not connected. That's the whole point. What we seemingly believe could never come to pass. You can never be connected from what you are. Never. Yeah? It's all a freaking story. The only thing that causes the scene real is that it's you in it. The doors are open, yeah? Yeah? The only thing that makes it seem real is you are in it. Yeah? It has no reality other than you being in it, Yeah? If you're worrying about next week, if there's worry about next week, does ne next week have any ability to produce an effect right now? Only if you allow it to do. Exactly. So in a sense, next week doesn't, we don't allow it to do, we give it its effect by thinking about it and by believing in the thoughts about it. And the reason why we're suckers for the thoughts about next week, it's going to be us that's in next week. Me. Yeah? That's the only fucking glue that keeps us going to that dead field. And then this, this, is even, this is even a bigger dead field, the past. Why do we keep going back there to find little remnants of ourselves? Oh, what could have been if this hadn't happened? But it did happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're omitting a very important fact it did happen. When you're saying, well, it didn't have to happen, it shouldn't have happened, okay, but it did happen. Oh, I don't want to accept that. Well, there's your suffering. <laughs> you want to accept it didn't have to happen. Yes. How many times have you applied to what happened, it didn't have to happen? Did it work? Did it produce any great results? Was it because you didn't apply it enough? If you only would have put it eight, the 800th time, would have, it would have up eclipsed what actually happened? No. It's, it's always, all it does is echo your powerlessness. You can't change a damn freaking thing that happened yesterday. Not one. Yeah. And you're not the big mover and shaker you are in the future, either. Why not spend attention and interest where it produces a dividend that gets a return right now? How about here? Here. At least have the, the mere connection to this. Then it's sort of like a dog. You can't really stray too far because it's got a, a chain to the... To the, to the pole of now. So it, it can try to, oh, it could have been different. Oh, I'm really concerned about that. But it can't really like go there and piss and shit on it. You know what I mean? Because it's sort of true. You got it. At least have a little bit of an anchor that keeps you somewhat, you know, available to what's actually happening instead of just being taken away by, you know, the interpretation of, of yesterday and tomorrow.
I mean, this may seem like not much, but it's really awesome if you're actually here. And not because you think you did something, but because you realize you couldn't be anywhere else. A very clear, simple, direct realization of mind that puts an end to all of this yapping about this and that, that and this. You cannot be anywhere other than right now here. End of story. Big exclamation point. Yeah. No rebuttal, no big but. But, no, none of that, just that. Yeah. Could you imagine you just came to that acceptance that you are here? Maybe you'd see what you're looking for. Yeah. Or maybe you'd have a feeling while seeing what you're looking for, what you're looking for. Yeah. Maybe you could become the source of your enjoyment today. You, know, you could be the source of your happiness that you're trying to accrue today. Maybe it's just given freely. I don't even like the word happiness. I'm much more contentment. much better. Yeah, maybe. If you're waiting to acquire it, everything you acquire has the, has the bargain that you're going to lose it in it. You can't get it and just get it. You're going to get it to lose it. That's what happens here. Yeah? So why not see what you can't get and therefore you can't lose. It just makes total sense as a pragmatic understanding. You know? If I'm here and I can't change anything, I can't do anything about it, let's go. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not hoping 3 o'clock Saturday is going to be better than now. I just, I'm not into all that advert, advert, you know, advertisement. It doesn't move me from this moment that, oh, it will be better at 5 o'clock. You know? You know, when I get to that pasture, the grazing will be better. No. Just chew the cut here. <laughs> you know, you're getting sustained, aren't you? It doesn't make, doesn't make sense. You know, very, like... You know, I don't know. It's, just, it's not a very... It's not a, it's not a very strange topic we're talking about. It seems foreign because of the normalcy that we've gotten into an insane system. But it's very simplistic and very, very pragmatic and very, very economical. There's not much you carry around. You don't have to have a certain book in your pocket to remember something unless you need to. And then all needs will come to an end and the final rest will be in what you really are at all times. That's where you'll find your true solace. You can use things to help you along the way, but they are not the replacement for that. You are that, yeah? And then when it gets established right where you are, at all times, with no requirement necessary, there's a sense of relaxation that comes over you that can't be produced by 50-time massages, yeah? It'll just come over you. Your whole system can give up the ghost, and, and it's just, all right, yeah. Yes. And then acceptance is a byproduct of that. It just means you have to say, this knee, this knee's bothering me, so I just, what am I going to do? Argue with it? <laughs> it's not, listen, I don't know knee language, you know? I can't, all right, what can I give you, knee? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I don't know how to buy it off or anything like that. So it's just, you sit, fit yourself around it. Why not? You have the ability. Yeah? So, yeah, that's it. Now let's, let me read this one thing that he says here. Who is going to ask a question? Who? <laughs> <laughs>
All right, what is the nature of the mind? This is a guy asking this master, Ramana Maharshi. The mind is only thoughts. It is a form of energy. It manifests itself as the world. When the mind sinks into, let's say, the spirit, because he uses the big S self, meaning, you know, the sake like, I don't know why he exactly meant, but it's, let's just use spirit. So when the mind sinks into the spirit, then the spirit is realized, yeah? See, the spirit is there, but for the experience of realization, the mind has to realize. <coughs> the mind, yeah? The mind has the ability to reflect. Yes? So the spirit's there, let's say, or the awareness is there, whatever you want, however you want to call it, but for it to really dawn in this event here, the mind needs to pick it up. Because the mind's nature is to reflect, yeah? Just like it's reflecting things now back to itself as a thing, it, and selfing, quite a lot of reflection of selfing, which agitates its surface, yeah? So you don't realize, you don't see it as a reflection, you see it as real, but it's not, yeah? When the mind recognizes, when it gets out of selfing, let's say, then it has the ability to reflect something else, let's say no thickness. And that will be an effect on the mind, just like this is having an effect on the mind, the selfing is having an effect on the mind, it's agitating it, yes? It's agitating it, it's, it's producing desires and things like that arising, or seeking, yes? Because it's, it's disturbed. Well, the same mind, with that ability to reflect, if it's reflecting spirit, the, those don't get expressed. So seeking doesn't get expressed. Desires don't have the power they had before. You're not looking out to get what's in, yeah, in a sense. Yeah? So now the mind is not agitated, and so it's reflecting, and in that reflection, that's peace. Yeah? That's serenity. The mind's, the mind's nature is not agitated anymore. It can't be agitated, but it's surface. Now it's just peaceful and clear, just like if you go to a lake and it's stormy, all you see is the water, like moving and this and that. If you go on a calm day, you see the sky reflected in it, the trees reflected in it, yes? Same water, but if it's agitated, it's not reflecting its surroundings, is it? You see its surface of agitation, yes? And you think that's water, like it's a solid thing. But then you see an aspect of water that you won't notice when it's agitated. Look at what it's doing. I see the sky, I see the clouds, I see the trees in the water, you know? That's what mind is like. We're taking mind now, but we're getting an, an agitated aspect of it, yeah? And we're taking that to be us, and that's driving us in time to get things and have things and acquire and then lose and this and that, yes? And therefore, we believe that's our condition, that we're a thing or something. But that same mind, if that gets chilled out, it will, it will reflect nothingness. And that's where the peace is found, not in activity, So he uses this term, he uses this methodology of who am I? And so here he says it, he says, only through, he says, how will the mind vanish? You know, so these thoughts vanish. I'm talking about big M as the reflective and the small M, yeah, as an activity of mind called the mental process. He says, how will that mind vanish? How will all the thoughts vanish? Let's say you don't even need them to vanish, but their effects will vanish, yeah? He says, all right, only through the inquiry, who am I? 
through this inquiry, also, though this inquiry also is a mental operation, which it is, yeah, it's, it's the self asking itself, who is it, yeah? Who am I? Through this inquiry also is a mental operation. It destroys all mental operations, yeah? including itself. See? It destroys all mental operations, including itself. Just as the stick with which the funeral pyre is stirred is itself reduced to ashes after the pyre and corpses have been burned. Only then comes realization of the spirit. Yes? The I thought is destroyed, or I, would, I think it's more the me thought. <laughs> no, the me thought. <laughs> the me thought is destroyed. Breath and the other signs of vitality subside. The ego and the prana, breath or vital force, have a common source. Wherever you do, do without egoism. That is without the feeling, I am doing this. Yeah? So, again, selfing is an activity of claiming. So what does it do? It claims everything it comes in contact with. Actions occur, it casts itself as the doer of those actions. Yeah? Seeing occurs, it casts itself as the seer. Hearing occurs, it casts itself as the hearer. That's, what, that's, the, that's the false hold that has to be loosened. Yeah? It's not getting something new or getting more. It's just rele- releasing the bondage of self. Yeah? Through your questioning the center of it, which is, who am I? Or who is this me? Yeah? See what happens. See what comes up. Because all the emphasis or the importance of next week isn't coming from next week. It's coming from the importance of me. The importance of me is distributing its meaning all over the place. And it gets its meaning reflected back to the me. Yeah? So the me distributes meaning. So next week, your next week that is not important to me. Sorry, Chris, it isn't. But my next week is incredibly important to me. So obviously it's not next week that's important, is it? No! Make the... Get the... Get the diagnosis and let the, let the possibility of a solution reverberate. Oh, yeah, so next week, I thought next week was important. No, it isn't. It's you being in next week is important. Yes. Oh, so I'm trying to deal with next week, but not dealing with the you whatsoever. There it goes. That's how it disguises itself. It throws out the meaning of itself, the things. You get caught up in those things as that which it, then the meaning gets thrown back to it. It gets a perfect reflection of itself all freaking day. Next week becomes like a full-length mirror to the me. You know? It's adorned with all these different worries, and it's just, there you go. You're just in all your mental splendor. It's all about me. Yeah? So next week isn't, yeah? The body isn't what's important. It's the me it's important too. Yeah? Why not look there, see what's going on, ask who am I? Like during the, if the day's going on and you're worrying about next week, don't start fight, fight, fighting that. Ask who it is. Who is it that's worrying about next week? If it isn't you, or if the possibility that's not you arises, a lot of meaning will be drained out of next week right away. And where will the meaning go to? Now. Now. It will always come back to the central bank of here and now. All your little stockholdings and yesterday and the future all come back here and will enrich your day. Yeah? Instead of being used to enslave this day, 
by yesterday and tomorrow's chains. You will be, your day will be enriched by who you, what you are, not who you are. So, that's that. <laughs>